this is Coco Columbia. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. This is Travis from the audio sequence. I'm Vince. I'm Boyd. This is Josh from Adverse Effects. This is Zanny, Rebecca, and Katie. And we are The, the Cabin, Cabin Project. Project. Hey, this is Logan Lynn. And Gino Mari. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. Happy Thursday evening. I usually say Tuesday, but we have a special evening. Jen M and I are hosting Jen Deal and Chris Spencer from Santiam. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you bet. Uh, we are going to be playing your new track at the end of the show that was released on March 3rd. Uh, give a shout out to Vortex. There's uh, sponsors of the show here, and they did a release, uh, so we're going to revisit that. But first, we're going to dive back to your inspirations, learn about your stories and who you are as musicians. Uh, so I kind of just wanted to start the show off. Uh, talk to me about Nico Case. I think this is kind of a really cool track and a nice show opener. Great. So tell me about this one. Well, you know, Nico is one of those, she's been a hero of mine uh, forever. And um, if you listen to her music, this is one of the few that didn't have like swear words in it. So <laughs> right. I was like, this is, this is going to be the one. I love, <laughs> I love this song. Uh, but I actually saw, so Nico's latest project, Case Lang and Veers, um, I saw them play at OPB when they just put out their latest album. And I met her at the end and didn't like completely make a fool of myself, which is amazing. But yeah, this, this is a really special, special track. And she's such an amazing songwriter that I think uh, it really comes through. Yeah, her, uh, her lyrics are super strong all the time, uh, just about her herself. And, and uh, I just think she, she puts off a really, uh, just, a, just a strength. Um, I mean, that's why you connect as, as a woman. I think it's a, just great lyrics. Um, she stands up for herself. and. That comes across in the music. Strong and, messaging. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, like I said, you were featured last week in Vortex, or last month in Vortex. Jen M has a bunch of shows tonight brought to us by Vortex Music Magazine. Can you give us any uh, sneak peeks of what we may be uh, diving into this weekend? Well, if you got your newsletter this morning that went out for PRP, then you've already gotten a little bit of a sneak peek of what I might be recommending I like it. I like it. So if you haven't done that, go to PRP.FM and sign up. If you're listening to us there now, it is very easy. If you're listening to us on the road on 99.1 FM, make sure you pull over first. Uh, but again, stick <laughs> around with us till 9 p.m. We have Santiam with us. This is their first influence, Nico Case with the track, man.
You're listening to Sounds of PDX. I'm your host, Luke Neal, here with co-host Jen M. We have Santi M in studio with us. And I got to make a correction. I called Chris's last name Spencer. It's Spicer. My apologies, good sir. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> As someone raised with the name Luke, either everyone's my father or they call me by my last name because it's Neil. So I feel your pain. I, I want to make that correction for you. <laughs> uh, so let's turn the clock back. I want to talk to you all about some of your earliest memories with music. So either of you can take the mic on that. Yeah, earliest memories. Uh, I mean, I do remember one time, I don't know, I must have been five years old, running to the radio when... Uh, Walking in Memphis came on. I just, for some reason, loved that song. Mm. I'm not sure why I'm walking in Memphis, but yeah, I mean, I, I grew up listening to uh, Huey Lewis and the Doobie Brothers in my dad's truck um, until eventually when I was in fifth grade and my parents bought me a gift certificate to uh, our local music store, Adrian's Music in uh, Oregon City, and uh, which is no longer there, but I chose to play the drums and never looked back. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, I started in fifth grade and uh, eventually got into jazz and punk and all sorts of different kinds of music. And uh, eventually, yeah, I created the uh, amalgamation of what I play today, I guess. <laughs> what was your first drum kit? Oh, it was a CB300, and I think it cost $300. <laughs> Ironically with, uh, enough. <laughs> yeah, everything else with you know, the hardware and the cymbals and everything. And uh, I... I hit that thing really hard and uh, upset all our neighbors. Fantastic. Um, and uh, probably didn't practice as much as my uh, instructor wanted me to on, on the rudiments, but I had fun just rocking out on that thing. That's rad. Yeah. How about you, Jen? What are some of your earliest memories with music? Well, I was always, I grew up in church, and so I spent a lot of time singing in church choir, but I, all of that changed in 1990 when Mariah Carey released Vision of Love. And at the same time, uh, Madonna put out the Immaculate Collection on VHS. Oh, wow. So those two things became my life. Uh, and I spent a lot of time just watching that VHS on repeat, listening in my little Walkman, uh, Mariah Carey's album. And uh, that was really the beginning. I, really, I just wanted to be Madonna, I think, from that point on. It's a good artist to uh, kind of pattern your career after. I mean, she's reinvented herself. <laughs> four or five times. Uh, that's fantastic. So first instruments, obviously drums for Chris and vocal. And I was, piano. Okay, piano. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So when did you uh, start venturing into, I guess, more the folk realm? Like what were some of your early folk influences? Well, it was interesting because I've always, I in high school and in, and in college, I got into jazz as well. And so I played a lot with, a, with different combos, doing old jazz standards. And when a few years into moving into Portland, Chris and I started an open mic at Corkscrew Wine Bar, and we hosted that for almost five years. And we got a firsthand account of the amazing folk artists here in Portland, and that actually really influenced my music. Uh, and I, I saw big changes happen in the way I play, the kind of instrumentation that I was into after you know those years with those artists. It's kind of summed up into one genre when you just say singer-songwriter. But we all know I mean, within singer-songwriter music, there's so many different song formats and styles and influences, uh, you know, from Bob Dylan to newer stuff, you know, D Death Cab, early days. And, sure. Yeah, I mean, the indie side of singer-songwriter versus the, the Neil Young, Bob Dylan, you know, Paul Simon part of the past and, and where do those things meet up? And, um, you know, Elliot Smith obviously came at a time in Portland where 
singer-songwriter music was taking an interesting turn too. And, and so we saw a lot of those influences mashing up together with all the different people that would come to open mic. Um, and it made for, I mean, just a great learning experience. You can't really, you know, every Monday night sit around these amazing folk musicians and not have it seep in. Sure, yeah. And what's cool too that you mentioned is like the amalgamation of, of genres that come together. And the next selection on the playlist is the Head and the Heart. And it's got this still indie singer-songwriter thing, but their their newer stuff has a, the pop angle to it, which I really dig. Uh, why did you put this one on the list for us? Well, I think the Head, the head and the Heart is a great example of an uh, indie folk band that is super into amazing lyrics and great pop hooks. And that has always been a huge source of inspiration for us. When we write our songs, we try to keep those things in mind. That's rad. Uh, yeah, this is a wonderful song. I, I have to admit, I hadn't heard this one yet. Uh, but we want to thank PDX Spotlight for helping us out with the playlist. Right now, you can see Umbrascatu. Uh, next month, we've got Pretty Gritty. But coming up, we've got episodes from Adverse Effects and Arrows in Orbit. Um, the Adverse Effects was filmed at MoGo, which you all took a uh, part in. Uh, you played at White Eagle on the third, right? Yeah, we played with uh, the Colin Trio and Karen Ann and with Corner. Yeah. It was a totally awesome show. That was put together by Kelly Jones. Um, with Portland Notes, um, and it was just an awesome connection with all the people involved with Mogo and, and the different artists, and even though we were only in one spot and there were all these different venues hosting things, that you could tell I mean, there was just this feeling of being connected to, you know, we knew everyone was playing music all across town that night, which is a, just kind of a great feeling to, to join the stage at the same time as everyone else joining stage across town. Yeah, so, it's, an, yeah. it's a mindfulness practice. Everyone was kind of doing their thing. Uh, I love that. I want to dive in more about MoGo later because we had a bunch of great experiences. Uh, so here it is. This is the Head and Heart here on Sounds of PDX. Stick around. We have Chris and Jen from Santiam. And of course, Jen M is hanging out with me as my co-host. Stick around. When I wake up in the morning, I see nothing for miles and miles and miles. When I sleep in the evening, oh Lord, there she goes, only in dreams, she's only in dreams.
Portland Radio Project is a nonprofit, independent radio station where we play a local artist every 15 minutes. We would like to thank our supporters who share our passion for local music and the community. Portland Center Stage. PCS inspires our communities by bringing stories to life in unexpected ways. Bill R. McCracken. Accounting, tax, and financial services. Premier Motorsports of Vancouver. Special thanks to Rick Johnson and his staff. Portland's own new move. The first time I saw them live was at Secret Society, and they played with our special guest, Santiam, who's with us on the show tonight. Thanks again for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having us. So how would you say that you went about creating your own style and own sound for Santiam? Well, it's, it's been an evolution. When we first came together to start this project, it was very collaborative. We wanted to write all of our songs together. And it came from a desire to write songs of Oregon, songs about the time and place that we grew up in and where we live. 
And so when we first started, we were writing a lot of songs about like Timbermen and the Columbia River. And, uh, and now as time has progressed, I think our earlier influences have really played a big part in evolving our sound. We're less, we still you know, love to write about the things that have influenced us and the experiences that we've had, but we've seen the sound really evolve from folk. So um, I yeah, think we, we both grew up here and spent a lot of time here. And so no matter what, uh, we have the, an organ mindset. <laughs> um, it's gonna shape the things that we write about and, and the music we play um, just because of what we experienced growing up here. Um, it was more, um, you know, that was a more actual practice when we first started because we would say, oh, I had this experience um, one time when I went on a road trip with my family to Crater Lake or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so we try to write a song about maybe some Oregon history. I mean, that's where the, the name Santiam comes from. Um, obviously, Santiam Pass, the Santiam River. Um, I have memories of spending a lot of time at Detroit Lake um, in that area growing up. And uh, yeah, so that's still a part of us and a part of uh, the music we write. Um, but I think now... Uh, you'll see in our, in our newer stuff that uh, our influences maybe from when we were growing up are, are shining through a little bit. Like Jen talked about uh, some of her 80s influences and you can hear that um, she recently got an awesome synth. Some of that comes through now in the music, we're adding some more synth, um, some heavier drums. Um, when I first started, I was just playing with brushes. And so, yeah, so now I'm not, I'm not shying away. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, for the folks, if you haven't heard the new single, we're going to be playing it at the very end um, of the show. But exactly what Chris and Jen were just talking about is, is layered all over the new single. Um, and that's actually a perfect segue because the next song on the playlist is from Erasure, which has that 80s original sound you were just talking about. So if you're talking about synth, you can't help but think of Erasure. Uh, why particularly this song? Because there's a lot of great Erasure songs, but a little respect is more one of their b-sides yeah i i don't know i do this song i think every time i hear it i'm like oh yeah that song there's something about it that just like hits me and i i just think to myself like that's the kind of song that i want to write that somehow builds and and just gets you hooked and you want more and more um and i think we picked this because it's kind of we both have that kind of connection to the song maybe from hearing it when we were younger um to still loving it today but it also um, some of the direction of, the, of our music comes through in that uh, style of music as well. Yeah, I mean, maybe you see little snippets of the future of indie folk in this song. I love that. I love the, the, uh, the idea of electronic indie folk is so wonderful to me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe cycling back around to things that were awesome 30 years ago and, yeah. and bringing it back in a new light. You kind of can't hide from what you were raised with. That's a, I, I love that story. Um, Jen's going to talk to you about the formation of your sound when we come back because we've got a, a razor right now and then EDJ just after that. And I've got a killer story that uh, you got to share with the audience. Uh, you're listening to PRP.FM. I'm Luke Neal. You're listening to Sounds of PDX until 9 p.m.
We're here on Sounds of PDX with Luke Neal and Jen M, and we have Santi M on with us, Chris and Jen. So glad you're here. And you brought in that track, uh, and you have a story, and it was E, what is it? Uh, EDJ. EDJ. Yeah. That's what I thought. That song is Minor Miracles, which is uh, one of my favorites from uh, EDJ, which is Eric Johnson's solo album of Fruit Bats. 
And uh, the story is, uh, I've always been a big Fruit Bats fan. Uh, Mouthfuls was a great album when it came out about 12 years ago. Um, and uh, saw him do a, a 10 year reunion full length album show of Mouthfuls, which ended up being Fruit Bats last show until they got back together again, which I'm really happy for. But in the interim, uh, he put out a solo album. So uh, I told Jen about it and we told our friend Patrick about it. And we're like, you guys got to come see this. He's doing an album release at Jackpot Records on Hawthorne, tiny little record store. And I was like, it's going to be packed. There's going to be tons of people there. He's such an incredible artist. Um, and for some reason, word didn't get out or people got confused. Somebody thought it was canceled, but he still did the release. And there was just about 10 or 12 of us in the room got to see a whole solo uh, EDJ release show in Jackpot, uh, just sitting, you know, cross-legged on the floor. Um, and it was just an incredible experience. I, I love when you stumble across those kind of intimate moments that you don't, you know, you don't always get something like that in music where you get the chance to experience something on a, on a more personal level like that. Which is, you know, why I love going to shows in Portland because a lot of times there's smaller venues, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. So, so after we were at the album release, the, uh, we walked over to a, to a bar nearby and had a drink. And we were like, man, like, first off, that was incredible. Second off, we need to start a band. <laughs> and uh, that's where Santiam was born. That's at so a cool. Nick's famous Coney Island on Hawthorne <laughs> Boulevard. <laughs> Did you already have a few songs in your back pocket that you thought maybe would, you know, leap the project forward? Well, I've, I've been a, a singer-songwriter for, I mean, you know, I had put out my own album, a solo album about a year before that, and have been writing songs for most of my life. So there was a lot of material that I thought maybe we could kind of shape shift this into something that would fit. Jen and is a songwriting machine. She will just <laughs> crank them out constantly. I don't know how she does it. Um, granted, I play the drums, so it's not as easy to write music from the drum set, but I will never touch the, the quality or quantity of, of music that Jen puts out. What a beaming review. <laughs> I, I think pretty highly of her. I, I think it's fair to say. So, Jen, like, who would you say are your Desert Island so singer-songwriters, or even songwriters? Like, who are the few that oh, you would say anchored? Gosh. Well, we're going to hear some of them tonight. I think, you know, kind of hearkening to, uh, back to Rilo Kiley and Jenny Lewis. Um, I think she's just a phenomenal folk writer. And I've always been super inspired by her writing. Brandy Carlisle is another one that, you know, everybody loves. I, I love her because of her songwriting and her lyrics. They're just always so strong. Um, and I think it's really about those people that can bring together a strong story and message and put it in a package that's really memorable that people can get into and participate in. So, And that's done with a lot of different mediums um, with, with folk music. In 2007, uh, an Oscar-winning film was released with Marquette Erglova and Glenn Hansard, which is called Once, one of my favorites of all time. Uh, the next on the playlist is uh, Her Mercy by Glenn Hansard, which I believe is off of his second solo LP. Uh, what is Glenn Hansard and or The Swell Season or The Frames, one of his projects? What, what does Glenn mean to you guys? Uh, he means the world to us. So he would never know that, but <laughs> We love you, Glenn. <laughs> um, I, I think that there would there almost wouldn't be any relationship between Jen and I without without uh, once and really and the swell season and Glenn Hansard. We, his music just means a lot to both of us. Just um, 
I mean, his lyricism and his musicality is just incredible. And we've been to, he played the Crystal Ballroom last year. We went to that show. We saw the frames at the Wonder Ballroom a few years ago. Um, we try to catch him every chance we can, but it's just kind of a, um, a vulnerability uh, and connection that he has to music and to uh, the people that he knows are, are listening to his music. Um, I don't think he shies away from the element of connecting with the people that might be listening, um, which I, I think is important. Um, and I, he, he manages to make every song uh, really personal. Yeah. Do you think that comes from his busking roots? Because that was an art form when Amplified Music came about that was really lost in popular music, but he intentionally can sing through a microphone to the back of any venue he plays. Oh yeah, he's, he's, got, a, he's got pipes for sure. Yeah. Um, and you can see that in the movie, and once too, that starts out with that busking scene, which is incredible. Yeah. But I, I don't know, I mean, I have, I've had some, uh, I've known some buskers around town here in Portland that, that also have that loud and high range of, of singing that is something you can only really get from singing on the street. And, and maybe part of it is trying to connect with everybody that walks by to sure. maybe get a dollar, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get paid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this is uh, for Glenn Hansard. He means a bunch to Santiam, and they mean a bunch <laughs> to us. They're, they're with us tonight on Sounds of PDX. Worthy, it will come. 
She will unbind you Set the word free Mercy, mercy Support comes from listeners like you and from Vortex Music Magazine, helping the Portland music scene tell its own story, both in print and online. You can find free issues of Vortex in stores or read about the local music scene online at vrtxmag.com. 
That's right, that's right. It's the time of the show that we've got your Vortex Music Magazine Picks of the Week. And I want to thank Jen M for curating this. Uh, you can catch her every Friday um, from 10 to noon. Is this week your first two-hour block, Jen? This is my debut special two-hour episode. Fantastic. Yeah, your, your playlist last week was phenomenal. So thank you uh, for curating these shows for us tonight and for Vortex. And uh, listeners, be sure to catch her Friday uh, from 10 to noon. What shows are we checking out this weekend, Jen? Well, if you, uh, if you got our newsletter, if you saw our post on Facebook, then you saw some of our team picks and how we've kind of uh, joined together collaboratively to put together our individual picks according to our taste. Because uh, we have several different kinds of shows on here. On Wednesday nights, we have a, a show with Veronica Bassesti called Subculture that plays punk and all that sort of thing. Fresh Spins is kind of a more electronic sound. And we've got uh, Bob Knowles on Thursday mornings. Um, with his Throwback Thursday, there's a bunch of really diverse and eclectic choices of music, so we decided to collaborate together and put our own uh, show picks um, at a place that will make it accessible and, and easy for our listeners and subscribers to kind of not have to do so much guesswork, because we've already got the thumbs up from PRP. That's right. One of uh, Terry's picks was The Cabin Project, and I know Luke and I... Uh, Heartily thumbs up that one as well. They will be at White Eagle Saloon on Friday, March 31st at 9 p.m. Then it's, I believe, Saturday at 9 p.m., the Dan Cable Presents show. That's on the first. That's correct. And that's uh, uh, at the Secret Society, Tribe Mars, Rashid Jamal. Sunday at 2 p.m. is going to be a matinee showing of the Blitz and Trapper rock musical Wild and Rest. Restless, reckless. I've typed it so many times, and now I don't remember. Reckless, reckless, yeah. wild, and reckless. <laughs> I had to look at it a couple times too. They're uh, playing at the Portland Center Stage at the Armory now through April 30th, so uh, you'll want to be sure to get tickets for that. And another Terry's pick: the June Bugs with Jacob Westfall and the Pearls. That's a Sunday at 8 p.m. April 2nd at Wonder Ballroom, and then Joanna Warren is playing with Forest Vale. And The Raven and the Writing Desk from Denver. That will be at Turn, 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 Monday, April 3rd at 8 p.m. Right on. Thank you, Jen. Wonderful picks, as always. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out again um, to Vortex for helping us out with that and also giving me the opportunity to help uh, Cabin Project release their video for Crows today, directed by uh, John, Don Redstone Jones. It was uh, just fantastic. So the article's online. I'll put it up on the talk board. Uh, but last month, they did the same thing for my special guest, Santiam. Uh, they released the video for their brand new single, Hold Me Now, which we're going to check out at the end of the show. Um, but up next on the playlist, we've got um, Kai on the Mountain and also Moody Little Sister. Um, so we, Jen had just mentioned the Dan Cable show. Uh, I saw you all for the first time live. I think it was the end of December at uh, yeah, Secret Society. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned that earlier, and I just think you all knocked it out of the park. You had a, a really great show. Um, but I want to kind of spin that back to Mogo and the overall arcing idea of how you feel the Portland music scene is treating you guys right now and where you see it evolving to. Well, I actually think it's it's one of the most exciting times to be a part of the Portland music scene. You know, when we first started out, we were, when we were doing this open mic, there wasn't a whole lot of community to be had. And in the last couple of years, we've really seen that evolve. Musicians coming together for one, one another, helping to support each other's projects, putting together really killer, diverse shows. You know, speaking of that Dan Cable show at Secret Society, I think one thing he did so well was put together, you know, a, 
a list of bands that were fronted by men and women, which was really neat to see. And I think that, um, you know, the Portland music scene is really coming together as this great community and it's, you know, becoming more diverse all the time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I like that we're talking about Dan. Uh, Dan's a great guy and we've known him for a few years through uh, the open mic we used to host and he would come out and, and play some of his own songs, which not everybody gets to hear. So we're, we're privileged there. But um, Dan had an idea and uh, with his podcast and he jumped on it and he he went all in to create uh, a real quality uh, material, like a quality content um, about things that he cares about, about the local scene. And he finds good people playing good music and connects them. Um, and I've, I, I'm just constantly impressed by every, every Friday's episode that comes out. Yeah. Uh, Dan just really cares about what he's doing. He cares about the scene and about the people. Um, and, uh, and we meet more and more people like that um, that uh, start to work together. And like you said about Mogo, um, you know, Jason Fellman, incredible guy that put together the whole thing. Um, he's doing a ton for this music scene. Um, and Jason's connected with Vortex and Vortex is connecting those people all together. And Jason and Dan got connected. And I just, I love how uh, we're seeing everybody bring, they're finding other people that can help them out, build that community. They say, you know, I can do my part, but this guy's doing this thing really good. This girl's doing this amazing thing. So how can I take all of that and, and help build the scene all together? Um, and so we're seeing a lot of that happen, I think, and um, we're definitely excited to be a part of, of the direction. Yeah, it's definitely a collaborative thing. You know, Dan's, um, it's a, a great segue too. He's going to be on the show next um, Tuesday with a couple um, bands that, that are going to be in his show on April 9th. Um, but same thing. I mean, his intention is correct. The bands he puts together are correct. You know, it is truly about getting the music out there and educating the audience. Um, and that's why we love the Portland music scene. Uh, next on the playlist, like I said, it's Kaya on the Mountain with their single Karma. They are another Mogo 2017 artist. Stick around. I'm Luke Neal with Gen M here on Sounds of PDX.
so much joy We'll have to make it out of gold Set his eyes with diamonds And his smile will be the purest miner's gold Two years later A little girl soft as wild rose petals And she's hungry for the world So we will make her From the willow tree Set her eyes with honeycomb And her hair will be the autumn color leaf We're gonna leave here We're gonna go not to a land of milk and honey But a land of ice and snow We're gonna call a life out of the land With a man made of steel And a woman's made of ocean rock and sand Oh, little Mary, take my hand My little woman Made of ocean rock and sand a fantastic block of all local music that was Moody Little Sister and Kaya on the Mountain, both friends of the show and, and uh, previous guests on Sounds of PDX. Tonight we've got Santi Ann with us. Uh, Jen and Chris have been hanging out with us all evening. And we've been having a blast. A bunch of people on the talk board saying hello. Uh, Carol, Ben, Rebecca Webb, Rick Johnson um, from Premier Motorsports. Thank you all for listening in tonight. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Portland music scene from a venue perspective. Where are some of your favorite places to play? Where, where is some of the best acoustics? What really moves you as both a performer and as a listener? Yeah, we, uh, we want to play all over this town because there's a lot of great venues. Um, we have played uh, a lot of places in Southeast Portland. Uh, we, we live in Southeast and we really like hanging out here. Um, one place that we keep coming back to because they're incredible people, super open and welcoming to, to our band um, and to and the audience. And, and every night we go, there's a great show, and that's the Laurel Thirst. Mm. Uh, they've been doing live music longer than anybody in this town, I think. Um, and great news, they're going to be around for a lot longer, too. Uh, they recently banded together to, to buy the space to keep going. Oh, that's um, great news. Yeah, but every time we play there... Obviously, we have a great time. Um, there's just a bunch of people that want to come out and hear good music. Maybe they they don't even know anything about our band. They just want to come because it's the Laurel Thirst. And so it has that kind of magic in the walls. Um, good people there. And, and that's a good place to catch a show, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and we like to dance. And our, and our people, when they come out, they like to dance. And there's something about the Laurel Thirst where people aren't afraid to do that. They're not afraid to come up front and just get down, which is which is awesome. So we love playing the Laurel Thirst. Uh, for great listening rooms, we have loved playing Secret Society. Um, their sound engineers are just always on point there. Yes. And um, it, it, just, it just really allows us to feel really confident in what we're playing when we can hear and we can see that everybody else can enjoy it because the levels are all right <laughs> and it's just that's just like a it feels very classy in there yes it's yes it does good. yeah i feel like i need a top hat when i walk in that room <laughs> uh since you brought it up let's talk about some of your upcoming shows um april 7th you're playing at the firkin yes we are we're playing uh with the great smoking mirror and rocket three so that should be a lot of fun um that's a free show so oh. uh it's earlier the show the whole show starts at seven 
free. I mean, there's there's basically no excuse not to be there. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, one week after that, on the 14th, you're playing at the Laurel Thirst, which we were just talking about. What time does that show kick off? Uh, that starts at 9.30 uh, with our good friends Tumble Down. Um, we played a show with them at Kelly's last year that was packed out. We had a lot of fun. Uh, they play just good old rock, classic rock and roll with some, you know, rootsy vibe to it. They're all great guys. Uh, so we're playing there at 9.30. Um, just the two bands that night, but it's going to be packed out. Um, I, we've heard from a lot of people that they, they're going to come out. So if you want to be there, show up early and uh, grab a space. I like it. Uh, and then just after that, we were just talking about Secret Society. June 2nd, you've got another show there. Who are you playing with that night? We are playing with The Low Bones and The Frequence, which are two really great rootsy rock bands here in Portland. Incredible musicians. Uh, if you like guitar rock, those would be two bands to check out. Yeah, Jen, who is the lead singer of The Frequence, is a phenomenal vocalist and is just such a fun performer. So it should be a good one. Well, I wanted to put some of your 80s influences in both hours. Uh, now that we're into the 8 o'clock hour, let's talk about The Cure because I think Pictures of You is one of the best written songs of, of modern music. I think it's in the top five, like pop and almost ballad, emotional mid-tempo. I'll say a million things about The Cure, but what does this song mean to you? Uh, it's, it's the soundtrack to fall in love to. It is the, uh, <laughs> it, it's what my youth sounds like. Um, you know, I, I was born in the early 80s, but I had older teenage brothers who were giving me their tapes early on and recycling them to me. And that, you know, embedded a love for synth pop rock early on. And The Cure is, you know, they're the founders of that for me. You knew Robert Smith was singing directly to you, oh, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. This is The Cure, pictures of you on Sounds of PDX. We've got Santiam until 9 p.m.
Boone here on Portland Radio Project. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. I'm usually on every Tuesday from 7 to 9, but we had some scheduling issues, I would say, from my end, not Santiam's end. We've got Chris Spicer and Jen Deal here with us. We were just listening to Spoon there on the playlist, and uh, Chris, you you have a fond, deep love for this band. You were gushing before we came back on. Yeah, I've, I've always been a big fan of Spoon, and uh, one thing I think Spoon does really well is they, they get into this amazing, groovy pocket with uh, all their rhythms. Um, as a drummer, uh, I just have a connection to um, what the bass player and the drummer are doing together. My, my brother was a bass player growing up, and so we played a lot of mu- music together. Uh, we were in jazz band together in high school, and so we had this sibling connection, but also we had to, we had to be on the same page. We had to like look in each other's eyes and lock in and say, we're not going to lose this beat. And so I think I've always have this, um, I'll always have this affection for this, that kind of like bass and drum lockdown that you hear in, in certain music and definitely hear in, in Spoon's music. I don't think some musicians when they're beginning in bands and correct me if you if you have a different idea about this but the just the concept of the rhythm section and how important that is is sometimes lost because a bunch of new kids getting together obviously the lead guitars are sexy and whoever wants to sing vocals and all that stuff what advice would you give to a young drummer uh, to say okay once you get with a young bass player and you're forming a rhythm section this is what you need to focus on yeah i mean maybe just realize the importance of like how, how you really are the backbone, uh, the foundation of what's happening. Um, as cool as it might be to be up front playing the solos or, or singing, you know, as a lead singer, um, none of that can happen if you don't keep that, that steady tempo and rhythm. Um, and just, in, I mean, you can just know that you are really what's keeping this, this thing going, keeping it alive. Um, and it's whether or not you get to be up front, it's like the coolest part of the band to be in the back hanging out. Yeah, you get to sit down too. You're a drummer. <laughs> like the, the heartbeat of the band. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's understated, but it's necessary and super important. Yeah. Have you seen the documentary The Heart is a Drum Machine? I actually haven't. Oh, it's fantastic. You'll love it. Yeah. A lot of great quotes from uh from artists, they have individual interviews, and oddly enough, Maynard James Keenan is just sitting in a room like Bob Dylan style with cue cards. He doesn't say a word, mm-hmm. uh, but they talk about that—the importance of of the drummers. And if all else fails, even the bassist—if the drummer keeps the beat, the audience is gonna still kind of hang out with you. But there's a responsibility about being up front and and fronting a band. So Jen, you you do double duty too. You also play some instruments. I saw you play keys. Do you also play guitar on on any of the Sandy M stuff? Um, I I play ukulele. Okay. Yeah. 
Nice. Yeah, yeah. So when you're up there, are you thinking more about lyrics or the instrument at times? You know, it's all about at that stage, I try to make it all about the performance. Uh, you know, I'm a practicer. And so at that point, I, I certainly hope I have the lyrics and sort of the parts down. And I want to be so practiced that I can just sort of lose myself in the performance. And, and that's what's so beautiful for me to partner with Chris, because as a solo performer, everything relies on you, the tempo, you know, the feel, the dynamics, all of those pieces. Um, the partnership with Chris has allowed me to write broader music that I think leaves more room for me to actually perform during, during our shows. Yeah, so Jen doesn't have to, I mean, obviously there's rhythm to what she plays on the keys, uh, but then I can come in and add something that maybe she didn't know how to express or, you know, and she can put, if I write a song, she puts the music to it, um, which is great. Sometimes I will, I'll write something and take it to Jen and say, you know, I can't play guitar, I can't play keyboard, but uh, Like but melodies? You can, yeah, I'll write, I'll write lyrics and, and some melodies, but Jen definitely um, will take my songs and, and guide them in, in a good direction. But you were mentioning, too, about how um, sometimes just a drummer can keep a beat. Uh, but when we started out, we didn't have a bass player. Um, but just not quite a year ago, we added a bass player to the band, uh, Nate Purcelli. Um, and uh, he has rounded out that sound so much more, too. And like Jen said, where maybe I can add something on the drums to what she's doing on the keys. Um, it really opened up just the soundscapes that we can uh, create when... Uh, I don't have to focus as much on keeping the constant steady thing just by myself. I can lock in with Nate. He can play some of that low end that allows Jen to play more high end on the keys mm -hmm. and the synth. Um, but it, yeah, it's, a, it's about kind of practicing together, discovering, you know, what part we can do alone and, and separate, but then also together at the same time as the different musicians in the band. Yeah, it's such a strange dynamic to to like create art and share that art and relinquish control. Even if it's a two, three person group, it's it's sometimes tough. And our very own Jen M is a jazz singer. Um, what was your experience with that? I want you to share some of your thoughts as a singer. Like, how did you do collaborations with artists that you maybe were interchanging with? Like, how do you lock in with people from a, a quick uh, get go, I would say? Well, I was lucky enough to largely be performing covers and um, standards, jazz standards. And I went, th I had three different guitarists uh, during the time that I was performing in Dallas. And uh, they were all really great musicians in their own right. But each one of them made our sound be this completely different organic thing, even though I felt like I was singing the same. And then they would also be kind enough to meet with me to practice before each show. And uh, I've got to learn musicianship from them as well and how they balanced, you know, trying to make money to live while doing music it, you know, often and as passionately as they can. And I know John Wright, we were uh, together for a long time and he practiced for hours. I mean, and he sounded like uh, Joe Pass. Hmm. It's just... Yeah, and I'm sure he still does, but I, you know, I haven't seen him in a few years. But 
Yeah. When musicians gel together, it's just, it's super evident. I mean, the, the energy in the room or the, or the record. Um, the next band is exactly that, The Cabin Project. We mentioned it earlier. They just released their video today. Tomorrow you can hang out with them at the White Eagle for the Crows video premiere. This is the very first track of the, off of their latest LP that came out last June. This is Chain here on Sounds of PDX.
Take any fresh steps or watch it all fall apart again is Biffy Clyro from Glasgow. I'm Jen M. here with Luke Neal and Santi M. And uh, we're going to play a track coming up here shortly that um, I had a story about from my formative musical years 
when Duran Duran came out with the single Ordinary World, and I heard it on KJ103 out of Oklahoma City, um, because that was the best station I could reach in my little town of Ada. <laughs> and I, I would wait by the radio while they played other songs, just waiting with, you know, like, okay, now when that comes on, I can run over and press record, and then I can listen to this anytime I want and not have to wait on the radio. So I was just absolutely in love with this song. And um, fast forward to now, and if you hear a song you love, you can just Shazam or Soundhound it and Google it and listen to it immediately. What an era we live in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't imagine your frustration. I've heard that, like, there was some comedian that said, you know, there used to be a day when you'd be at a party and someone would be like, hey, where was Tom Petty born? And you didn't know. You just had to wait for years until <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, that's where he's born. Sorry, that's great. Yeah, so uh, that's Jen's really funny Duran Duran story. We can all relate to running to the radio to press record and play at the same time. Uh, why did you all put this on the list for us tonight? Well, I think, you know, we were definitely MTV kids growing up, maybe secretly because our parents probably didn't want us to watch as much MTV as we did. But they played music in those days. But yeah, it was, it was, mu it was just music <laughs> and music videos. And, uh, and I think that's where I first heard Duran Duran. And I was like, what is this? This is something amazing. And, uh, and I think I, I still feel that way whenever I hear the song. Yeah, Duran Duran also, they have a knack for just great, like, song, pop song format. And, and I mean, you just, like, here's a verse, and it leads in perfectly to the chorus. And in a way, it kind of, they give that to you. They, like, you know, say, with the music, they're like, this is where we're going next. And you're like, okay, I know that's where we're going, but I'm ready for it, and I love it. <laughs> and I, I'm ready for the chorus. It's like, you're like, I just wish I could hear the chorus right now you know, five more times, and then give it to you five more times. And that record was really <laughs> impressive because folks don't realize it came out at a time where it was really anti, like, the 80s thing. You know, the grunge had been around for a while, so I think it came out in, like, 96, 97. You know, No Doubt was blowing up. So for a band that was, quote-unquote, dated and shelved for the, the uh, cycle of record labels at the time, for them to come out with another hit was just it, against all odds, like I said before. Yeah, and so many of their hits came out in the 80s, obviously. Um, and I remember looking up this song and, and just being reminded, oh, yeah, this came out when it did in the 90s when music was not this anymore. Yeah. Um, but it does have that kind of timeless sound that no matter when it comes out, you just can't deny like the appeal of that sound. They, yeah, they, I think they pulled in a little bit of the college radio uh, REM tones oh, yeah, on this sure. song. <laughs> I really like it. But I want to dedicate this one to my sister, Carol Maxwell, who listens every week because I, too, grew up with uh, Duran Duran, and I had to see uh, posters of Simon Lebont on her wall. So here it is. This is Duran Duran <laughs> here on Sounds of PDX. Where is the life that I recognize? 
swarm of bees I never here on PRP. You've been enjoying Sounds of PDX. I'm your host, Luke Neal, with co-host Jen M. We have Santi M in studio with us, and uh, we just heard the national, like I said, but there's a lot of challenges these days in capturing the live feeling on record, and they're one of the few groups that I think really does it these days. What does that song mean to you all? Uh, The national is another one of those bands that uh, I think they really pack all great parts of music into one amazing package. The lyrics are incredible, uh, the musicianship, um, and his voice is like like smooth butter. Like butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, as a drummer, of course, there's a lot, there's a lot for me in there. Um, a lot of uh, influence from, like that song in particular, into uh, a new song, actually, that we're gonna be recording in the studio next week. Mm. So stay on the lookout for that song. That's exciting. That's exciting. And and I think, you know, the National, if they had different drums, they would be known as a band that writes ballads. Uh, you know, their their melodies, their lyrics, their, you know, their there's a lot of space, but they fill it with this insane rock drums and rhythm and it creates something really special. So I think most of the time there's a, a Jen M just brought it up, you know, we were talking about the national and she, what did you say? Some, it's just too melancholy sometimes for you, that particular type of folk? Yeah, there's like a, a genre, I think, a subgenre of folk, melancholy folk. And it's just like, even if it sounds kind of happy, there's this heaviness to it that they, like they're bringing some pain into their songwriting. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, stereotypes exist in, in all genres. I think, you know, if you told somebody, oh, we're in a metal band, they're probably going to assume that you're playing aggressive music and every once in a while there's a one-off. And I think Santiam is that. I mean, if you say that you're a folk band, I don't know that that's necessarily representative these days. Um, you're evolving. And, and I, so I wanted to ask you, how is that evolution from folk to indie gone? Because you're busting up stereotypes left and right with the new tracks that are coming out. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, we just had to come back to this place where we decided to write what we were inspired to write. And that was the music that started to come out very synth heavy, pulling on a lot of rock drums, inspiration from the national when it comes to drumming. And um, when I'm writing songs, thinking about creating space for that kind of rhythmic background um, has really created this entirely, I don't know, this evolution of sound. Yeah, I I have a hard time uh, listing folk bands that have prominent drums. Uh, and sure. so, <laughs> the as, Carpenters. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Um, you know Simon and Garfunkel, and uh, you know their drummer. Uh, I think his name was Keith Moon. No, no but uh, but yeah. I mean, I I was happy being in our early days playing background for the music we had at the time, which I I still love. But you know, there was this side of me that's like, I just wanna I wanna play out. I wanna I wanna unleash the beast inside me, you know? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to, and I Set wanted the to, bar high, yeah. Chris. <laughs> I wanted to, to kind of shape more of the sound with the music that had inspired me and the music that I still love to listen to, um, and create more sounds like the war on drugs, um, mm. kind of that driving, like Jen said, lots of space, um, room for, room for some magic to happen when you, when you build in space, with great lyrics and, and great song structure and uh, just see what happens from there. I, I wanted to step away from putting any uh, rules or boundaries on the music and just really see what Jen and I could make uh, just from from our hearts. It's tough to go wrong with, uh, with Jen Deal on board because all of your melodies are super catchy and breathable and I think that's exactly that. There's very few artists that I like to listen to that they just cram as many syllables. Alanis Morissette's one of them. You know, she just crams <laughs> as many things in. But you write really great melodies. Anyone that's spent time with your latest single or the EP knows that. Um, one of the artists I think that also does that, uh, Jenny Lewis, I wasn't familiar with her solo stuff, so Head Underwater's next on the on the list and we were talking about this beforehand, but again, simple, beautiful, great melodies. Yeah, that's, you know, that album that Head Underwater is from is one that will stick with you. It, it has just so, like, track after track, you walk away thinking, like, that's a great song. That's a great song. Um, so, yeah, she's been a big inspiration to me. And so, Jenny, if you're out there, <laughs> thanks for all the inspiration. Yeah, Jenny and Glenn Hansard yeah. listen to the show, so they, they both do. know yeah. how important they are to you now. <laughs> I love it. This is a really good song. Thanks again for putting this on the list. Uh, we're listening to Influences by Santiam. Uh, coming up here next, we've got uh, their entire EP that was released, uh, what, about a year ago, you said? Uh, it was a 2016 release, uh, and then their new single. So lots to stick around for. We've got Santiam until 9 p.m. here on PRP.
Listening to 99.1 FM, PRP.FM. This is Portland Radio Project and Sounds of PDX. I'm usually on every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m., but we have a special Thursday edition with our special guest, Santi Am, is in studio with us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. We are about to hear your new EP, No Address. So, what can you tell us about this new EP? Yeah, so, well, this is the EP that came out last year. This is the EP that came out last year. And it's still new. Within 12 it's still months, new. it's a new Yeah, release. no, yeah. no, it is. It's, it's new. And we, we really love this EP because when we first started, you know, we came together as myself and Chris and Patrick, and we were all writing songs. And in the EP, we all brought the beginnings of a song to the table and fleshed it out together. And uh, we wanted the EP to represent, you know, all three of those voices. So that's... That was sort of the beginnings of that EP. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, the EP has three songs, uh, and each song has a different singer on the, uh, on the song. So um, 
I wrote and sing on the first song, Roots. Uh, then uh, the second song, No Address, is uh, Jen sings on that one. And then on the third song, Jen and Patrick both sing on uh, Long Shot. There are three different styles between the songs, but you can tell there's a common thread that, that pulls them together. And this was recorded at the Rye Room? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We both were leaning <laughs> yeah. towards the microphone. Uh, yes, we recorded this at the Rye Room where, you know, we have just lots of feels for the Rye Room. We love those people. And with Matt Greco as the producer and engineer. Yeah, super talented dude. Yeah, we, uh, we love working with Matt and we have worked with him on several projects so far. Uh, Jen did a solo album with Matt before we started Santiam. Uh, sounds amazing. And you can find that on Bandcamp and Spotify. Uh, right on. Just under Jen Deal, Jen Deal Music. Um, definitely worth a listen. It's kind of a concept album. Oh. Uh, and she let me play the drums on that one, too. <laughs> nice. I'm going to have to dig into that. I didn't know that was floating out there. Uh, wonderful. Well, cool. We're going to listen to the first two uh, tracks. This is uh, uh, the, exactly that. It's number one and number two. I'm just going through in order. Uh, this is from No Address from Santiam. We're going to be enjoying Roots and No Address here on Sounds of PDX. Time. 
Kiss the sun, rise, smell the sweet.
Sometimes I think it's better to catch your losses and move on. But underneath that Portland weather, I know some days I'll think I'm. We 
just enjoy the entire no address ep with the exception of the single we've got coming out well well done Thank wonderful you. feedback what's that feedback from just the guitar? guitar yeah well done jen put it best like during the first track she said you know we, we get to talk in here on the show it's what happens when we've got great guests like santiam uh and as we're talking jen's like jen m goes man i forgot we were listening to you guys this is wonderful <laughs> It's like the best of compliments and the talk board blew up. I mean, a bunch of great responses from uh, Carol Maxwell, your friend, uh, Jason Allen Bulger. Uh, it's just a well-rounded uh, sound and it is evolving and that's what we want to talk about. So you knocked out the first three songs um, of the EP at the Rye Room with Matt Greco. Now the new single, where did you record that and who is your producer? We recorded it at B-Side Studios uh, with Raymond Richards. Raymond Richardson. Yeah, and, uh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's a name. We're just it's a name debacle kind of night. Uh, <laughs> I started it. <laughs> you start, it's your fault. Um, yeah, and and really the thought there was this song, just we wanted to put it in a really big, spacious room, and we knew that our sound was evolving, and we wanted to just continue to bring in more voices to help us figure that out. So. It was, a, it was a great experience, and I think we, we grew a lot from it. Yeah, and, and the recording, this is the evolution. So folks, if you've been enjoying the show all night, this is kind of the culmination of uh, most of the influences we've been listening to. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on this single? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really excited about it. Uh, like I said earlier, this is uh, kind of the first song where I get to uh, just play some punchy driving drums. Um, I love the sound of this song and, and the direction it goes. Um, I think Jen's vocals get to shine, which which is just great for me, for anybody to hear, because she just has this amazing range. Um, she can really belt it out like like nobody else. Um, but it's it's exciting because it's like like you said, it's kind of uh, everything we listen to. Jen and I pick the playlist, kind of focusing around what has brought us to the moment where we are in time today and the music we're making right now. 
And so we get to hear that um, and, uh, in the music we're making right now. And uh, we're going back into the studio next week to record two more songs. So in a couple months, uh, hopefully in June, we'll be releasing uh, this song, Hold Me Now, which is already out, but we'll release it with uh, the other two songs for our second three song EP. Um, and the other two songs are gonna be in a similar vein of uh, heavier drums, more synth, uh, bigger vocals. Uh, it's all really exciting. I, I, uh, it feels more like us. Can we call it Santiam 2.0 perhaps? I mean, not officially, yes. but I mean, for, uh, for mental context. Santiam, bigger and better. Uh, yeah, I mean, call it whatever you want. That's rad, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited for everyone to, to hear this new song. Um, before we uh, part and let Santiam out into the wild, Jen M, do you have any parting thoughts for us? I know you weren't totally familiar with uh, the band, but aren't they phenomenal? I wasn't, and yes, yes they are. I like the way you don't lead at all with your questions, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope someday you're in accord law with me. <laughs> I'm leading the witness. Uh, Chris and Jen, any parting words or shout outs you'd like to give? Uh, well, we love PRP. We listen often. We listen to Sounds of PDX. Uh, great program. This is exactly what this city needs. More people invested in the local scene. And you guys are doing just that. We are constantly impressed and grateful for people like you. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. And of course, check out Dan Cable Presents podcast. We've been friends of his show for a long time. And if you're not familiar, you definitely should check him out. And then we will be uh, at the Firkin on the 7th and Laurel, Th Laurel Thirst on the 14th. So we hope to see you there. I love it. And we'll put your contact information on the talk board and the podcast follow up. It has been a pleasure having you both on the show tonight. Yeah, thanks, Luke. You bet. So here it is. This is Hold Me Now by Santiam here on Sounds of PDX. Join me next Tuesday with Dan Cable. Have a great night. I'm your host, Luke Neal. And I'm Jen M. Be see good. you guys on Friday. Yeah. Tune in for Jen's show. Fresh Spins with Jen M. At 10 a.m. Pacific time. 10 to noon. <laughs> I digress. Here we go. Hold Me Now by Santiam. Have a good night, everyone.